the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Bienvenidos, welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. We are into week two, right? Week two of the MLS season. This been has been a crazy, crazy week. Oh, uh, yeah. In regards to like soccer and soccer related. I have people who have been talking about soccer that don't even know what soccer is. That's uh, right. Yes, that definitely <laughs> happened. And and a lot of them are chiming in on this aspect of it. So um I have then, of course with me Eric. Hello. And Sheila. How's it going? Nice chicken. Good. Good. Yeah, and I mean on top of that, we have the layer of just what's happening locally here in the Twin Cities. We the the Chauvin verdict and uh and more subsequent police murders throughout the country in ohio and and elsewhere like and here North carolina and here yes exactly it's it's like uh a couple seconds to have a little bit of of uh relief and respite and then immediately blink twice and and aluta continua we're back in the fight but uh boy lots to talk about um so let's let me start here by by saying by this point listeners um fans of the show you have all seen a a new version of the minnesota football show you've seen seen a new shield a new logo a new crest uh we send our gratitude and thanks to the extremely talented ash uh amazing amazing work kind of knocked it out of the park as it were we were unbelievably impressed went through a couple little um what do you call it drafts and and uh working uh artistic working uh workings to get where we did and we're absolutely thrilled uh the response through social media seems seemed to be the same as well it was a it was a pretty big love fest so uh we're, we're happy to get it out and once again we thank ash for her amazing amazing work um we give some shouts to michael our new patron thank you for joining michael michael is very interested in the new beer that is shortly coming the barrel age double trouble um i think double trouble that's right along with many other people uh hop clouds and christian kind of started to put out the description i think a lot of people were like what i want that (laughs) apparently you have to drink this this type of uh beer while sitting down because it'll hit you yeah i'll knock you down kind of like (laughs) <laughs> yep yeah no, yeah I, I mean there's just so been so i mean the the logo is magnificent i'm so crisp and clean so ash thank you so much like mm-hmm. lots of folks have been inquiring the aspect of like you know what are you gonna do with it are you gonna are you gonna make merchandise and, and we're in talks of doing that and we'll see you in explorer but for sure i'd love to get some um some some of the some of the uh logos on on stickers just because i have i'm a big water 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 drinker now and i actually got a one of those fancy hydro flask big you know expensive upper middle class uh 
water bottles right for my birthday and so like i'm filling that thing up with stickers so <laughs> i love to have some um i have a i already have a victoria arts theater sticker i have a switch the pitch sticker and i love mm-hmm. to have a minnesota football show sticker all three of them so hopefully we'll be able to work on some of that stuff but um, oh yeah like you said the biggest news this week was something about something being super so yeah let you guys take oh. it from there well, before we get there, I was just going to mention, we're going to experiment a little bit today uh, with post-match reactions, just because obviously we're, we're recording in the afternoon and the matches are mostly Saturday nights. So rather than waiting and trying to recap a week like we have in the past, um, we're going to do probably some audio and, and either get it into the podcast or put that content up on Instagram. Um, Rodrigo is going to be our ambassador. He's going to be at the match. And then hopefully in the future... Uh, we, we were, we've been talking about Twitter spaces. We do not have the, the beta rollout yet, but if, and when we do get that more than likely, that'll be a place where we can jump in and, and do more immediate reactions and kind of bonus content right directly after or close to the actual matches. All right, Rodrigo, you want to go to the, uh, <laughs> the layer of villainy, the, the hall of villains. What, what is it called in, in, uh, in DC? Oh, the with, hall of justice. I think it's, but the, the opposite, the super, like the opposite. Lex Luthor and everybody. Uh, oh, what is that called? There, there's a now name. I think I, about it. Yeah, I know, I know. it is a name for me it. too. Uh, yes, the Super League. This was what a, what 48 hours of absolute drama and right. madness, as is typically the case whenever we stop recording within the next few hours or day, something always drops. And and this this was kind of remarkable to just kind of watch in real time. Um, there, there have been rumors of something like this happening, and it was just never actually realized. And sure, it drops on on Sunday, um, talking about uh, this huge breakaway with the largest clubs. Um, you all, you all know the names at this point. We're almost a week, and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it. But different things to point out here. We're talking about something like five billion dollars of J.P. Morgan going into this, and um, Florentino Perez got a lot of the heat as kind of the the uh, speaking of Lex Luthor as like the Lex Luthor mastermind. Right. But he was a Skeletor of the He-Man world, right? <laughs> but he but he was like the um, the the face of it though. It's the shadows behind right. him were so yeah. much worse. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got another '80s '80s reference oh. cartoon. He was the Mumra of okay. the uh, of the whole thing. Nice Thundercats. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're we're turning it into a Nerds of Color podcast now. <laughs> uh but so like all these other the american owners right behind him the guy the glazers the guys that own um what do they own they, they own arsenal right and I, I can't remember everybody that owns what but liverpool manchester united arsenal they're all people from the u.s and right basically, basically I they wanted know that that's crazy oh yeah Yep. And, bas- and basically they wanted to do like an MLSification, an Americanization of European football and bring all these big money clubs together with no promotion, no relegation and, uh, and, and just make as much money as possible. It was very much the Gordon Gecko greed is good. We're all going to get filthy rich type attitude here. Um, and it was, it was just, it was amazing to see. So you had the extreme, capitalists on that side and then fifa and uefa also extreme capitalists like flexed hard and just like immediately started a battle (laughs) be like oh we see what you're doing 
great. Now you're going to be kicked out of Champions League. You're going to be kicked out of your domestic league. So they they threw down all these ultimatums on them. And it it was just kind of surreal to watch these billionaires just like have a slap fight. I mean, it was just like there was a a moment in where I thought, you know, this is actually going to happen, right? Because capitalists usually get their way one way or the other. And just the way this thing was going to set up, you were like, this is this is literally what it looks like, like it was going to be like when you watch the NFL and college football, in a sense. Right. You know, you have all these like the NFL is a glamour. The college level football is, is that type of thing. I don't watch either of those that often. So but that's the comparison I had. And so then. Having, you know, UEFA and FIFA say stuff was like, okay, they're just going by what they can do. But I honestly thought that this was going to go through just because as long as you pay FIFA, you're fine. And so I was impressed when the, you know, I knew I knew the uh, lashback or, or was, was going to come specifically from the fan bases. But the fact that these decisions were made without board input and like bypassing just about everything was like one of those things. But like, yeah, the, the coaches, the players, nobody knew anything that was happening. Nobody knew anything. And that's the thing. It's like when no one knows, and it's just like one of those like wolf on wall street type of moves where like nobody knows and something just happens. And, and, and that, that ended up being kind of like the end of, of it all, the beginning of the end for them at all is like, how many? I think two people resigned, right? Two. Um, yes. So there were people resigning from from uh, manager positions or like positions of like power, and then like it. Like I know the menu menu had someone resign, and then there's just people. It, they just like, look really stupid. They sure do. Yeah. They sure do. Truly did. Um, you know the 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 Bundesliga kind of comes out the heroes in this whole situation because of their fifty plus one ownership where all the supporters with the exception of like Red Bull, um, they're able to, to have that extra seat at the table and push the millionaires and the capitalists to, to do the right thing, essentially. So not a single Bundesliga club signed into this because obviously all the supporters are like, this is ridiculous. Absolutely not. And, and kind of amazing PSG who we've talked about on this program, who are owned by, um, Gulf billionaires as well, oil, dirty oil money, but their um, whoever their owner is in, in, in the oil countries there is, is a buddy with the UEFA president. <laughs> so just because of that, he <laughs> didn't want to turn his back on his homie in UEFA. So they didn't sign on either. Um, and it was just, it was amazing to watch the whole thing just completely collapse in 48 hours because it went from Oh, we have all the biggest clubs. We got AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico, Chelsea, Barcelona, Internet, et cetera, et cetera. And then by Tuesday, <laughs> it was literally El Clasico. It was Real Madrid and Barcelona were the only two left. Oh, just what a disaster. What an absolute disaster. And, you know, to bring it back to this program, we focus so much on, on anti-racism in this program. Can you imagine the smallest fraction of of the passion and the fight and just the, uh, the gaha of FIFA and UEFA, if they put that into fighting racism as they did fighting against other billionaires, we, they would have eradicated racism in football by now. I, I agree. I think that's one of the things that it was 
said that if the amount of energy and um, momentum was 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 displayed in order to end racism on on pitches, that would be amazing. But it's not. <laughs> so I think there's you know a little there's there's a hip, hypocrisy aspect of it on that aspect as well too. Is is that we don't we can do we can do this, but we can't do the other thing, right? Um, but I also thought it was really interesting because. When you mention Real Madrid and and um and Barca, it's just that those are the two teams that literally are more in debt than anyone else in the yes. world. So they can't really back out because someone just promised them, you know, three hundred and fifty million dollars, which is literally what they need to be able to get out of debt. And and, and so like, you know, this is almost was like their their Ponzi Ponzi scheme kind of started. Right, they're Ponzi like, scheming itself. themselves in the sense yeah. so they can you know, when they're waiting to see which one is going to send their money in first, so JP Morgan can send their money. It's just, it's just, and it's sad because you know, like that is the thing that 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 makes soccer so unlikable in a sense. It's just that the it's not about the aspect of community. It's not about the aspect of of where it came from. It's all about you know the commercialization and capitalist movements of like just we got to make money somehow, and so. So yeah, I don't know how even... long. Go ahead. I'm looking. No, I was just. Gonna, I'm looking forward to the Superliga just being, you know, re- just what they are. They're, they're classical games. That's all it is. You know, that's all <laughs> it's going to be. Instead of calling it a classical, they're just going to call it the Super League, and that's all we're going to watch uh, every week. We're going to watch Barcelona and Real Madrid play each other. You know, every Wednesday we'll be watching it for the next. I don't know. <laughs> that's four, it. Five that's months. the league, huh? Just the two of them. That's the league. Those two. Forth. Those two just playing each other, and we're just, you know, probably by the end of week three, people are gonna be like, "I had enough. I'm not want to watch these two anymore." Absolutely. Uh, we didn't even mention women's football. That's a whole other angle as well. And our, our friends at Burn It All Down didn't miss us, didn't skip a beat. And when all this was going down, they're just like, oh, oh, no. So sorry. Your men's league's falling apart. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's Again, think of all the energy and, and all the investment and passion that could have gone into uh, women's football over all these years. And, and then got these billionaires. Again, right. just, yeah, and, like, and like these decisions were also made without even consulting the women's side of some of the, some of the men's side, you know, some of the clubs, right? Yeah. It was, just it was an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, 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 we're going to do it for the women too. Like at some point. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just really weird to have like, and we all knew this was a leverage move, right? Because, you know, they wanted more TV rights. They, they wanted more, more, more spending money so they can create a profit. But I don't know what this is going to be. And I hope people just don't let people forget and forgive them for what happened, for right? For real. I think when you mentioned the what's going on in the Bundesliga, I think that's what should be a standard in every league, right? If 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 you don't like what's going to happen or what almost happened here, then you should really be an advocate for having some sort of system like that put into the league that you have your favorite team playing in. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I put out a tweet just kind of lambasting Barcelona and. I, I want to say I'm done with them. I, at least temporarily I am. They've just gone so far away from their original ethos of being this, this rebellious anti-fascist club, you know, 90 some years ago with this amazing history, anti-capitalist even in, in many respects. And, and just to see the hole that they've dug themselves in over the past, I don't know, it's been decades at this point. It, it's unrecognizable. And I put that thing out. I didn't expect it to get the tweet to get picked up by a bunch of Catalans who, who then kind of started all 
uh, retweeting, retweeting, and it kind of it kind of picked up more steam than I expected. So, a lot of people are feeling that. Yeah, the the one thing that does make me upset is that I won't be able to say that Newcastle, my team that nobody likes and watches. Uh, won't be able to win a Champions League thanks to the Super League. So you know, and, and that's what's fascinating. In, in a parallel universe, if if this did go through and this was already happening, that's what it would be, right? You'd have you'd have Newcastle in the Champions League against like Celta de Vigo. <laughs> it would be ludicrous. But maybe I mean, good because then these other that's what I'm saying. Maybe good because then we get to see these other teams that that don't get that kind of chance. Who knows? I think that's enough there. Just take that energy, FIFA, UEFA, fight racism, fight misogyny in sports and football. Do, do these things that we've been asking for forever and, instead of just, you know, fighting other billionaires. Uh, it's gross. Sheila, anything to add? Um, no, other than, um, you know, I mean, it's like, when did FIFA become the good guys? In that wild. Yeah, you know it's bad when. <laughs> that is so true, Sheila. I didn't see it at that angle, but how did FIFA become the good guys of all these things? It's like saying how CONCACAF and Comebol were actually doing something good for once. It was like weird. That's right. They they did come. I mean, because they were going to lose their World Cup players. Like all these guys all of a sudden that basically make up all the Seleção Brasileira, the Argentine squad, they're going to get kicked. They're like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> these, are, these are our entire national teams you're now tampering with. Oh, what a mess. All right, let's switch gears. The Super League, Liga Ta Morta, it was, it was gun and, uh, done and gone, RIP, two days. Thank goodness. Let's talk um, about, I said the MLSification of Europe. We'll talk about the actual MLS uh, week one. So um, I'll just go through these and, and you, you guys feel free to, to jump in here. A couple highlights. Uh, Montreal, Toronto, we had the, the Canadian battle in the United States since they can't play in Canada and kind of a surprising win there. Uh, Montreal four, Toronto two, did not see that result coming. And as was reported by Bridget last week, Mason Toy with the first goal early at three minutes did his little Morocco dance that we, we miss seeing from Minnesota United. But uh, big win for Montreal, 4-2. I mean, um, I, I love that dance. Like that's one yeah. of my favorite goal celebrations. I don't know why. It's so simple, but I just I just like Mason Toy going on a corner flag and just air air, mar- air maracas. Yep. Air maracas everywhere. And that was a beautiful goal that we've seen him do against LAFC, right? Mm-hmm. The ball's coming to one foot and he automatically uses it and sends it sends it going the different opposite way. And beautiful goal. Montreal played 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 well and I was impressed. Um Toronto, you know, I think you have to factor in the uh the uh, uh, Concacaf League, right? Yeah, they, yeah, I was wondering about that. You think it's champion side legs? In yep. Mm-hmm. So I think, but they they have some youth, and I like I liked how some of Toronto's youth is playing, and it's interesting to see how that will will develop. But overall, it, it was an entertaining game from what I from what I saw. So good for them. Better than the Orlando and Atlanta game that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, this, this game was atrocious. I, I watched it, a little bit of it on uh, Tudayani. I had the stream on Twitter. And literally the highlight of the entire match is Nani's hair. Or, or the low light. Or the low light, right. which depending on your perspective. That was, that was very, a very interesting hair choice. I don't know if you saw this hair, Sheila. W- worth going back <laughs> to see this hair. But do we, <laughs> do we want to talk about the fact that they played 
yesterday, Friday. Mm, go ahead. And uh, Orlando won with uh, a cheeky backheel goal from Nani. Oh, from him? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that one so out. So it was a ricochet shot that ended up being co- bounced off a player after they shot it and literally like felt literally to- towards his back as it- he was in the six and he just tapped it with his back heel and it went in. Nice. So, That's a sweet goal. Um, The other thing nice to mention about this one, uh, Pato. <laughs> Pato gets presented to the team. Pato gets out, goes out injured. So we don't know how long. It doesn't seem like he needs surgery, but it was some kind of a back injury. So yikes, your star uh, Brasileiro from, I don't know, 2006 or whenever it was when he was on the national team. It's been yeah, a long time. you know, I was, I was looking forward to, um, I wanted to see if the, if the uh, supporter section, when Pato scores, we're going to do the Mighty Duck quack, you know, that the Disney's made some famous. But I guess we won't see that ever. Or, at least for a while. At least for a while. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Uh, reco- speedy recovery to him. I watched uh, LAFC in Austin on the Rabbit Ears on Fox. This was a decent match. I thought Austin, I was kind of surprised. They actually played pretty well. I mean, they they uh, they held them. They held them in the, in the first half. Mostly, Rodrigo, I'll let you take this because I know you were tweeting about it. Uh, uh, Carlos Vela, a little, little um, what do you call it, a, Sign language miscommunication with Bob Bradley. What happened? Oh man, that was so glorious to see. That was like the biggest f up you'll see in the sense of like managing your player. So you got a star player as Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela tries to reach for for a ball, and I think when he does that, he overstretches his leg and maybe hits part of his toe. So then he rolls out, right, and he's kind of limping and he's signaling for someone to come over in a sense, right? The the, the signal of the hand to come over, right? To like that. Well, Bob Bradley thought that that was like, I need a sub, right? Which is the, usually the two fingers, the two hands moving around yeah, together, yeah. like, like a, that, but not one. He's just, I need someone to come and look at me. Mm-hmm. And trainer went over, did the magic spray and magic, whatever else. And as he's walking towards trying to check in to go back in, Literally in that 90 seconds, they 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 subbed him out. And as Vela's walking by Bradley, Bradley's trying to reach his hand and hold him like he's all apologetic. And he's like, and he just keeps Vela just keeps on walking. I think he walked all the way to the locker room. I'd be like, I'd be mad too. Yeah. I mean, like you 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 want to wait till your player tells you if they can go or not, right? But I think this the fact that you know Vela was injured most of last season, I think that. Was one of the things that made it, you know, like we just take him out, and it worked out for LAFC, right? It I mean, did. They this- still pull it off. You got a 60-minute goal by Barrett. I saw that one. Nice low one-timer. Um, Atuesta also goes down, which is kind of scary. <laughs> he got hurt in the 86. They were out of subs at that point. Uh, then in, in uh, stoppage time, Cipuentes in the 90th minute gets a little sneaky through ball. Two uh, two versus a uh, two v keep. I put down here. Yeah, they they. They had a great press there with with two strikers or or at least two attackers going against the keeper. That was an easy goal. So your final was was two nil, but a, a, a vela essentially a velaless two nil by accident, <laughs> which which I'm sure like national broadcast on Fox. They're probably like, no, <laughs> the whole reason this is on Fox is because we want to watch Vela. <laughs> right, and I, was- I gotta correct myself. Sorry, Orlando ended up tying Friday April twenty third one one with Kansas City. So. Okay. I, I, but you should watch that game just for the Nani goal. I think that's one of the funnest things that that happened on there. But just 
Wanted to when you all, um, I'm, I'm wearing my kind of key lime Goyaz jersey here. What did, what did you think of the key lime pie Austin jersey? It's clean. Mm-hmm. And like, it looks nice. I like it. Like, and, you know, I, 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 I mean, if it was my team, I wear it. But like, I just, I think it's a nice kit. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of lime green and white mixtures going around. Closest thing we have is Seattle, I think, right? Because mm-hmm. Portland is that dark green, so I feel there Seattle. needs more hot pink uh, uniforms. I I agree. We need more pink. That's why. Ooh. That's why I always wanted to buy a, a LAFC, right? They have the pink. Yeah, a little bit away, but we I'm need to more. Think does pink? I can't remember. Atlanta does the the peach. Yeah, I think that's the only, the only pink. Um, let's go to let's see. We got DC United over NYCFC two to one. Uh, Dallas and Colorado tied nil nil. We'll hop to New York Red Bulls sporting KC. Big away win for KC two to one. But we highlight here Minnesota zone. Caden Clark doing what Caden Clark does. Absolute banger. What a goal. <laughs> Does this kid finish out the season or does he go to uh, Leipzig or wherever in Europe, you know, in a month? I don't know. I think he finishes out the season. I think so. I think that's, you know, or like when, um, or when the, I forget if the European schedule, when they would start training or when they would start up again. So it depends on that. I mean, I think he looks so Kate, confident out there. He just looks yeah. so comfortable. And I think that's why that's why you keep playing him and you, and yeah. you keep getting time. More time, the better, I think. So definitely. Um, Chicago, New England, Rodrigo, you wanna talk about this one? I heard it was a bananas match. I didn't get a ch- chance to see it, so throw it to you. Two two. Oh man. So it's just uh you know, Barrick from Chicago is is a great goal scorer. And I think Chicago's midfield and their and their accuracy and passing is it's it's something that I looked forward to last season. I was like halfway through the end, I was like, they're pretty decent. Their midfield just needs to figure it out. And they were figuring it out. Uh, but as always, you know, defense is always the issue with Chicago. And um, so it was an entertaining game. I'll just tell you that much. I mean, New England, New England, you know, they're fighting Bruce Arenas. They, you know, they have, I think they had an assist from Carlos Jill. And you have Carlos Jill finally back. You have Tajin Buchanan, right, who's emerged as a – and then you have, you know, and you have Gustavo Bo. I mean, like, that is a pretty sacked defensive team. So I would expect them to score goals. Yeah, and then the last one of the evening there was uh, another 2-2 tie, Nashville and Cincinnati. Since he actually came out very strong and had the lead for the majority of the game in this match, uh, Brenner gets his, gets his first goal for Cincinnati. Uh, but they do tie it up towards the end. So there you go. Um, both of these two teams looking, I mean, you know, Cincinnati were, <laughs> we're Cincinnati, but they're, they're, they're looking decent. Who knows? Let's jump to, uh, Sunday on rabbit ears. We had, uh, inter Miami and LA galaxy also kind of a wild match. Uh, two to three galaxy is, is your, your final score there. I, I watched a little bit of it and I was, <laughs> I put Miami is full of humans. Yikes. <laughs> that was my note because they're, they were packed pretty tight in there and they're, you know, I know the match is, is this evening at Allianz and they're doing like whatever the percentage is, but there's, I'm guessing there's going to be still fairly 
a, a decent amount of space for social distancing. It did not look like social distancing was happening at all. You in mean Miami. in the crowd? Yes. Mm-hmm. They were all on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for some reason, when you first said that, I was thinking you were talking about on the field. And I just like had this idea of like, what if they do um, robot soccer at one point? Huh. Please elaborate, <laughs> robot soccer. <laughs> well, you know, because I mean, the thing is, like, humans they get concussions, like they're liability in that way. Um, they're they're always trying to unionize. I mean, it'd be so much easier if we could just like get robots to play, and then you could like you know plug in certain traits. Um, and just like whoever has the best, like, um, you know, app designer, like wins the game. We're, we're going to edit this out for Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. They, they always listen to this podcast, so we, we can't let them hear this. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, ro- robots would be great, but then what you do is then you just, you know, you, you get a, you get a case or three cases of Mountain Dew and, and, and Red Bull and you hire a bunch of teenagers and you give each of them a remote control for each of the robots and you just let them go to town. The cheapest team you will ever have in the MLS, like you, you will be buying, you know, that's all you have to do is just provide snacks and that's it. Uh, oh, dystopia. Um, 47th, I put a, the goal from Robinson. Uh, that was the very first one with Iguain. I think Iguain actually had two assists in this. Um, but there it is. Galaxy pull it off. Columbus and Philly tie nil-nil. I heard this was actually a, a pretty entertaining match, even though it was a tie, just because the teams are so good and they were just making really interesting runs. There was really right. interesting choices, but just, yeah, it, they're, it was they're just two it great was, teams. Really, if you like scoring and you like you know, overlaps and actions. Yeah. Then no, this was this wasn't a good game. But if you are one of a tactical person's like, oh look, they're trying to switch it for the press. What is yes. the gonna do? Like two heavyweights up here. Where's the six? Where's the you know, like what what's happening? You know, that then mm-hmm. yes, it was it was it was a tactical game that was that was interesting to, to see. But back to the LA Galaxy game, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you got to see the interview by Chicharito at the end. I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it. Oh man. Like after that interview, I don't know how anyone else doesn't want to cheer at least for him for the aspect. Yeah, of, like I heard he was pretty he open, passionate. He was open, passionate, and he was like, you know, I, I, I didn't do this because of me. My teammates gave me, you know, and he was naming teammates. He's like, they, they, they gave me the chances, and I, I'm glad to be able to put it away. And I suffered so much. He lost his grandpa through through right. the last COVID, and so it was like a lot. And so. It sounded like LA. he put it on himself too. Like he says, "Yo, yep. I'm I'm as much to blame as anybody. I take responsibility." But now it's go time. So yeah, nice. there's that. Uh, last one was Vancouver Portland. A little action there in Cascadia, and Vancouver actually pulled this one off one nil over Portland. Kind of a surprise okay. there. So so let me let me just put this to you. I mean, Portland also just played from you know um, um, champions CCL, yeah, CCL, yeah. right? And so you you get that aspect of it, but at the, and having a hurt obviously doesn't really help you at all. But what is the one thing that we that Minnesota loves to do on corners versus Seattle? Versus Seattle, mm-hmm. like we're taking the corner. Yeah, no, we're 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 uh, we're defending the corner. 
We're defending the corner. Uh, leave, leave the open post. <laughs> leave the exactly, post. <laughs> and that's how this goal happens. Like they leave the second open post, just like we would leave Rui Diaz wide open, mm-hmm. and 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 a header right into it. Beautiful header, but it went there second post. No one marked. Just headed it in, and so this was, you know, this is this was a great first step for Vancouver. So yeah, so we'll see how that works out. Right on. I thought I heard something about a. A rumor from one of the what is it, let on stars maybe heading there. I I can't remember it right now, but uh, it looks like they're looking for some reinforcements too. All right, let's do this one. Um, Legit, we talked about him last week. He is getting fined and suspended for exactly what we talked about, um, saying the the p word. Uh, what what do we got going on? It is a, it's a two, two match ban. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a two match ban. The um. I think the, well, I don't want to say the law, but like minimum is supposed to be three games. But I think because he was apologetic and um, he also had like a press conference or like someone asked him a question. It's all over like and he apologized and he like, you know, he's very remorseful. I think that helps. But at the same time, like. What was his, did he like say, give a reason? No, he just said that he understands that what he did is not acceptable and shouldn't be but he didn't say why he said it like right mm-hmm. i mean like and there's there's a lot of people out there who are like but it's just you know it's 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 not directed at someone right in an offensive manner he's talking to a friend and i was like regardless it's still the, the word still 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 carries i mean like, you can't say that yeah it's it's you amazing know. these guys still haven't learned that because there's no crowds everything they say is audible <laughs> It's all recorded. This, and this wasn't even in a game. It was just like right. walking to practice, and he posted it himself. And like, uh, and Araujo, oh, really? you know, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Araujo on his phone, retweeted right? it or like reshared it. And so, like, so like, I don't know what the again. I don't know what um, if Araujo will be held liable for the fact that by by resharing it, he he finds it acceptable, right? I mean, like. But that would be asking too much for any any body of soccer to to come with uh, with the understanding of that. But yeah, so two games, two games, um, quick NWSL, uh, pretty big match here for the New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC versus North Carolina Courage, North Carolina, always in the mix, always one of the better teams, big scoring game. But uh, Gotham pulls it off four to three. Debian gets a brace. Uh, Purse gets a brace too. Carly Lloyd gets in there as well. Wow. So Gotham kind of really establishing themselves as a contender here for a, I'm going to say in quotes, new team, just not really a new team, but flexing big time. And that's one of the teams to beat, right? North Carolina Courage, um, who it's one of the top teams, but I was able to watch the Portland Thorns play the all rain. So, Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can, you know, you have Sinclair come play and rested because you have Morgan Weaver, you have Tyler Lucy, you, you know, you even have, um, oh, geez, um, you have you have pretty good attackers. So the fact that now you can rest Sinclair and that can be your second option, right? Yeah, the most amazing. leading scorer, <laughs> the most leading scorer in any soccer in the sense, that's your second option, right? They could be your second. And you can bring that's them good. in and it's crazy. Like that team is, you know, is stacked. And I think they're doing, they're going to do a good job. Um, and are they, are they leading in the, uh, in the West right now? 
Um, yeah, I, I think they qualify for whatever is the, um, the 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 final because they're doing brackets this time. Remember last time it was just like uh-huh. one whole thing and everyone had to play it out, but now it's brackets. That's what I was gonna say. So Gotham right bracket. now. Okay, Gotham jumped to the top of the table in the East after this win with uh, right. North Carolina. And I think Portland's won twice, so then literally like you those two teams will make it into the final. So it should be interesting go. to see how that's going to play out, but. Yeah, I think if you if you look at schedule for the NWSL Challenge Cup, like right now you have Gotham with six points, and then you have um, Portland with nine. They won all their games, so all right. so they're going into what is it? You know, the you know the next round or more than likely the final. I think is the way it's it, it's is being divided too. So okay, we'll keep up on it. That that makes sense now. That's why there's no matches this weekend. Uh, okay, let's look at uh, the Gophers. They have wrapped up their season, the Gopher women. It wasn't a extremely successful season, I don't think, but I guess it wasn't bad. Uh, five wins, four losses, three ties is the uh, is the is the final here is the wrap up. So, you know, there's probably a little bit of disappointment, I would imagine. Things could have gone a little bit better. They played their season finale in uh, in Iowa and lost two nil. Uh, so it kind of hurts, but you know, room for improvement and. Uh, yeah, see where things go in the spring, I suppose, or fall rather. Fall. This is the spring, I think. <laughs> as I as I look out there, <laughs> it doesn't look like doesn't spring feel anymore. Like it. Well, exactly. We'll, we'll probably still get a snowstorm. Yes. Luckily, our looking at my tree right now hasn't lost its flowers. That's the main thing. Um. Okay, Minnesota United. Let's talk about Monsieur Unu. So it's happening. Uh. 3.6 million transfer fee for Adrien Unu from uh, what's he, where is it coming from again? I can't remember now. René, Star René. That's what it is. I should know this because I got into a conversation with some of the, some of the supporters and actually the actual team on Twitter. I just couldn't remember for that second there. Um, no H, Unu. I know. I was just like playing with the <laughs> play on words with who knew. They really who like him. Like, happen. boy, there was a lot of solidarity from uh, from their supporters and and uh, you know wishing him well and you know uh, it, it sounded like a lot of people were going to jump on the Minnesota bandwagon just to kind of follow him so kind of good well, stuff mean, and hopefully puts up league, some goals. League One is going to be the next Super League, right? So that's where they're they're going to fold and they're going to create their own league. I, I don't know. that that <laughs> league is in such financial disarray that it is true. Don't know what's going to happen when you ask the president of your country to bail you out. That's yeah, that's not a good sight. So, yep, yep. So, it this just to reiterate, it's not you don't pronounce the H, so it's not Hunu, Hunu, it's Unu. Mm-hmm. There you you go. got it, you got it. Yeah, and, and uh, it looked like he was he put out a, a video on social media. I think he was at the airport, so must be on his way. He'll probably have to do the COVID. Uh, what do you call it? COVID protocol for a week or two, but you know, in the near future, maybe we can get him going and get, and get into the team uh, because uh, I guess we learned, well, I'll just drop that right now. We already know for this evening that Juan Chope is out. So having, having that other striker will definitely be a good thing. But let's, let's talk about another uh, Argentino here. We've got uh, Fragapane. Uh, yeah. Fragapane. What? What's happening with this? Because here, this is uh, Cesar Luis Merlo talking about uh, he might be going to FC Cincinnati. 
trying to trying to step in and and you know pull a fast one on Minnesota United. Um, our friend Colin O'Donnell talks. He says here it wouldn't shock me if their Minnesota's too tight on Tam from both Avila and the lack of the Opara buyout. So maybe they're actually letting this one ride. They just don't have the funds. But then, like the following day, Andy Greeter's like, no, 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 no. They say they're still in the mix. They're still in negotiations. So uh, is it back to telenovela? Do we, can we start putting out telenovela gifts? Yeah, I think that's what we need to do, right? I mean, you know, I don't know which telenovela you would gift, gift you would use, but I think it's, it's that time. The, the I mean, thing, too, is that Magapane. I'm sorry? What is a telenovela gift? Is it a gift or a gif? Depends oh, what a you... gif. Yeah. See, there you go. See, we're gonna get to this conversation. Is it GIF? Or is it GIF? Here we go. So. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a millennial, so I I can't be relied upon to know the answer to that question. I don't either. Uh, but anyways, um, the GIF slash GIF uh, telenovela should be, you know, one of I don't know. I've I've always watched Brazilian telenovelas when I was growing up, so that's where I got all my telenovela fix from. But I'll happily bring them back. That that was a that was a good solid almost year one with uh, Reynoso. So <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that's 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 the thing too is that Francapane is also doing well in the league. He I think out of three or four matches he scored at least twice, maybe three times now. So when you score, your value goes up, and people are going to want to negotiate even more stuff. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. But it'd be great. I mean, because we need someone on that left. And then we can talk about um, how now with uh, Hanson still out and Avila still out. um, It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, more than likely we'll see Dotson on the left. No common reported for today. So Mm. that's a relief. Um, Juca will be, uh, will be, will be stepping in that position. But I think overall, I think we will see, um, my main thing from last game is that we know that Minnesota, in order to play against Minnesota, A, you need to contain Reynoso. And you just got to guard the right side because all our plays apparently come from the right side all the time, right? Yep. It's always trying to – and, like, because, you know, granted, we never had someone on the left side do anything. But I saw Dotson making runs and looking for one-two combinations. And I'm hoping that – Reynoso, you know, will be more adamant in trying to get the ball not only to one side but the other um, and catch, you know, if Dotson does play, catch him making runs because he was more than willing to. It's just, there was no combination or no no creativity coming from the left. And, and it wasn't just because Dotson. I felt more like no one was looking for that or looking for or telling him or telegraphing, make this run. Yeah. And that's that's what your 10 does, right? That's where you're supposed to have someone who creates the offense got to be able to understand when you're going to be able to make a run and when you're not. So, so just to recap, you think uh, Raitala will get the start there um, in, 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 the, in defense and yes or no on Dotson, just who knows kind of situation. I mean, if it was up to me, I put him there. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're not playing Seattle and I'm not saying, you know, um, RSL is crap, but they're not, they're not Seattle. So okay. you, you have a little bit more, more, more game, good way. You can always have McMaster on that side, but I think McMaster, if he comes in, has to come in for yeah, substitution. Right? Sub. So, sub. And so, you know, and Hanson's still injured and, and, and Juan is, is, is out. Um, so then, you know, 
you're literally going to have to play Lute as a false nine if you're going to play Finley on the right because there's no way you're going to play Finley on the left because we've never seen it, but you could try. So then Langsdorf, baby. The left. Langsdorf. So then, so, then, so then you have to have, um, you know, Dotson on the left or McMaster. I think either of those two. And then I'm hoping that, you know, um, if you talk to if you're talking to Will Trapp, um, that you have to let him know that if we are going to be a pressing team, that he needs to be not more of like an attacking six, but more like a sit six. You can't just you can't just force yourself into the attack because that that really leaves that uh, your center backs totally exposed. And so that's cool. what we saw a lot of that. Well, as long as we're talking about the the match this evening, uh, I would just add. There's going to be uh, nine minutes and 29 seconds in solidarity of victims of police violence, obviously George Floyd, but Dante Wright and goodness, everybody else, it, it never ends. So good on the SGs for getting that organized. Um, Channel 23, rabbit ears. We did it. We did it with all your help as well, listeners and supporters. It wasn't just us, but we were, we were pretty damn vocal about it. So I'm excited to watch the thing on rabbit ears, Channel 23 CW. Um, um. Go and ahead. now we can go to uh, Blackheart because we're vaccinated. Yes, you can. I'm not quite there yet, <laughs> but you can. I thought you went the same day I did. I did, but that doesn't cover everybody in the household. Oh, so I'm, I'm trying sorry. to be sensitive to. No, it's okay. Just being sensitive to everybody else. Um, FC Dallas and San Jose, they are also on rabbit ears this evening. Uh, actually, this afternoon, shortly here at Univision at. 2.30, so I might try and catch that one. And then LAFC Seattle, that, that's happening today as well. That should be a big one. Uh, kind of curious to see how that all turns out. Um, two little things here. We'll take a break. Uh, Greeters reporting, it looks like Miguel Ibarra is leaving San Diego Loyal, which is too bad. He says, quote, uh, they brought back the happiness I felt about playing soccer again, says the 10-year veteran who will not be signing with the USL club. Sad, 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 sad. I wish wish the best for Miguel always. Yeah. Um, I'd love I for him to come to Minneapolis city, but you know, homie wants to get paid. So who knows? Yeah. No, no shame in that. So yeah, hopefully he signs, um, you know, and then the thing too, is like we had a uh, ish Jome, you know, we were all excited that he got picked up at Portland and then he suffered mm-hmm. a season ending injury. And so we're like, uh, so he had he had a good USL run last season, and so hopefully you know he'll be able to come back from it and be stronger. So indeed, uh, the last thing I've got here from our friend friend of the pod, Bruce uh, Allianz is not one of the stadiums for the Gold Cup this time. When was that? Two years ago, when when we had the Gold Cup, and that was kind of fun to have the U.S. national team, men's national team. Uh, so you got Vegas at Allegiant hosting AT&T, Arlington, Texas, BBVA, and Houston, Children's Mercy, Kansas City, Cotton Bowl, Dallas, Exploria, Orlando, Q2 in Austin, and Toyota in San, San Francisco? No, Frisco in Frisco, Texas, right? Sure. Why not? Anyway, we're not hosting. There's that. Uh, that that's all I got for the local stuff, unless uh, anybody got any other things to add. Okay, we'll take a break with some internationales.
Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning in because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the Minnesota football show. We are on to Internacionales. That's right. Copa del Rey at the final. Barcelona 4, Athletic Club 0. Uh, I only put this in here really because this is the first time in history a U.S. citizen has won a trophy in Spain. So, Sergio Dest getting to, getting to hold that trophy and do trophy things with the trophy thing in España gets the big hug from Messi. So good on him. This was, this was before super league, or super league drama and everything too. So not to say that Barcelona wasn't being terrible. Uh, they of course are and have been, but it was before super league. <laughs> um, I, I put some Liga Amiakis in here only because the two top teams played each other, America and Cruz Azul, and they both tied. So really nothing changes there in the table. Um, they're still one and two. Um, I don't know. Have you been watching any Amiakis? Have any time? There we go. I haven't had any time, but I mean, anytime, you know, the Adam Jarvis of the world and um, uh, and myself can play against each other in the Liga MX make-believe league, we can, we can do that. So he's an American fan, right, Jarvis? He is. He is. I'm looking at the table right now too. Puebla is, is that's what I thought. They're doing really well. They're in third. They're, they're 10 points behind Cruz Azul. I got it wrong by the Cruz Azul one. America is two, but uh, so there's a 10 point gap between one and three, but uh, Puebla got a good result there as well, though. They beat the uh, San Luis. Oh, yeah, that's one, three so. games. That's a three game lead. That's pretty, that's a pretty gnarly lead. So yes. yeah, no. yes, it is. Well, let's jump to, we did our super league. Uh, oh, yeah. In, in the midst of all the Super League drama over 48 hours, speaking of the super villains, how amazing is it that Jose Mourinho gets canned and nobody talks about it because everybody's zeroed in and focused on the Super League? Whoa, just just some some top level dirty shit that only he could pull off like this. This is when I'm going out. Nobody's going to notice. <laughs> Gotta love it. He's coming to MLS, isn't he, Rodrigo? Well, I don't know. I mean, the only other place you would take him to would be into Miami. That's the only place that fits. So unless, unless, uh, Mister Level gets a, gets canned before they, they they take a picture. They take a they take guidance at a Goya's um, Goya's managerial um, display. Yeah. You know that I don't. I honestly don't know where I see him going. I mean. More than likely, we'll, we'll, we'll probably coach international first, you know, like a cold coach an international team, like a national team, more than likely before. I, I think yeah. I joked on Twitter that he, uh, at some point, either midseason or postseason, he's going he's gonna to take over Minnesota United from Heath. And, and, then the, and then the response, I believe, from your co-host over at 55 One from Corey was he's going to bring back Demidov and Alexi Gomez. <laughs> Which would be spectacular <laughs> uh let's do some libertadores rodrigo we're back libertadores de vuelta um really interesting results uh especially this first this was on tuesday on, on the 20th 420 um 
And my goodness, just some really, really unpredictable things happened in this first round. It, it, it's kind of straightened itself out as, as the days went, but um, I'm going to save the first one because it's, it's the best. But so we start with Deportivo uh, Tachira, who are from Venezuela, and they actually beat Olympia from Paraguay three to two. Kind of a big win there for, again, Olympia is one of these teams that have won it recently. They usually always make it to like at least the round of 16, if not the quarterfinals or more. So to have the Venezuelan team get the win, big on them. Uh, that also was followed by a big win by Barcelona. SC, not the Barcelona in, in Catalonia, but the Barcelona from Guayaquil in Ecuador. Definitive. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, how did they get away with the copyrights to do like literally? It, I think it's slightly different. Like you really yes, have to like zoom really in. Really slightly, but you can yeah. you figure like Barcelona be like, you know, you can't even use anything like close to what we're doing. But yeah, it just looks it's, just it's, like it. There's like maybe one extra stripe or minus one stripe. It's so subtle, though. It's very, very subtle. But anyway, they, they are in Brazil. They are at Santos and they beat Santos 2-0 in Brazil. Huge, huge away win for them. Um, Sporting Cristal. Sorry, Rodrigo. 3-0 with uh, Sao Paulo. Um, yeah, I mean, what but, you going to do? I mean, the last time what a you gonna Peruvian do? team made it far was like early 90s. Oh, there, no, there's some other ones, easy. though. Uh, Argentinos Juniors, uh, not as familiar with this one. They had a big win against Nacional from Uruguay, 2-0. And then Sarsfield and Flamengo, it was like a back-and-forth brawl. Like, back one scored, the other one scored. Flamengo pulls it off in Argentina, but Vélez-Sarsfield looked very good as well. Okay, circling back to the very beginning, always ready. I think we need to go full in on always ready. That is the name of the club from Bolivia. This is their debut in Libertadores, first time ever. And they host Internacional from Porto Alegre, who, again, have won this thing on multiple occasions, who, again, generally pass to, like, quarterfinals, semifinals, final. They, they just almost won the entire Brasileirão. They, it was like a photo finish where if they would have won their match, they would have won the league, but they tied, so Flamengo won on goals. Anyway, they beat them. Always ready is always ready, Rodrigo. It's right there. Gotta love it. Huge win, 2-0 in Bolivia. And I, I looked at some, I looked at global and Brazilian press, and it's the same thing that it's been for like a century now. Oh, it's altitude. We can't play in Bolivia, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. You weren't ready. Always ready. Right. And you know who also plays for Internacional? Who's that? Paulo Guerrero. Paulo Guerrero and also um the Johnny guy, the Johnny Cardoso. Jogo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing too, is like, it's, it's, and that's what you, you like about these, you know, like craziness too, is just that you never know what's going to happen in Libertadores or any kind of tournament like that. And we've talked already on how, like, um, how uh, Brazilian league just like, it's nonstop. So it's like nonstop anything. So I'm sure that, you know, always ready though, by the way, is, is one of, is one of, uh, is one of the Dave's favorite team now, apparently they've, 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 yes. had, They've decided that they're um, that they're going to follow the team called. Always what a Ready. great but name! Bolivian, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Bolivian has like the um, Bolivian league teams that they're they're great. Like there's Puro Party, right? I think it is or something like that, or like um, something Party. And so, like, I keep thinking. And then there's the calls the the Westermans, which is Jorge, which is just yes. a great story for a freaking yep. team. 
Yeah, we've so talked like, about it on on the show. Yeah, and so like it's like it's like yeah, like people who don't know like they have great great teams instead of having like a Liverpool SC or no 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 hate to uh you know um Barcelona SC but to, to come up with you like really unique names and so the history so that's one of the things I love wa- watching not only the Toyota um the Copa Sudamericana but also like Copa Libertadores just to be able to see these smaller teams try to make something out of it so well to that point let's go to the next day are you familiar with Rentistas Rodrigo because they're another newbie this is their I think their first time ever in Libertadores no I am not please tell me yeah Rentistas, they are, uh, I want to say, Argentine, maybe Uruguayan. I have to look it up again. But they played racing club from Argentina. And again, they did well. They tied 1-1. But that's, I think this is the first I'm really hearing of Rentistas. So uh, another decent showing from, they're obviously not a new team, but newer on the big stage, as it were. Um, Independiente del Valle also, and uh, Defensa y Justicia tie 1-1. So speaking of Peru, you mentioned Peru. Uh, Universitario de Deportes hosts Palmeiras, and they play, actually put up a really good fight there too. Palmeiras pulls it off, uh, three to two is your final. But Universitario played them really well. It was it was it was a tight match. That's that that's good for uh, not Universitario because I'm not an Universitario fan, so I I don't really care. I was just thinking Palmeiras. Peru. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boca beat the strongest one nil. Another great name. Another Bolivian name team, right? The yep. strongest. We get always <laughs> ready. You have the strongest. Um, I mean, imagine when those two play together. What it's like always oh. ready versus the strongest. That feels like some sort of like we gotta cover you know, it. Movie, movie ready to go. So yeah, I agree. Uh Union La Calera and LDU from Quito, they tie two two. Deportivo La Guaira and Atlético Mineiro one one. And Cerro Porteño beats America de Cali 2-0. So not a whole lot of surprises there, but maybe Rentistas is the one where it's just like trying to pick out the underdogs and kind of see, you know, who are the Cinderella stories? Well, obviously, <laughs> the, the, the big one right now is always ready. And then maybe Rentistas is the, is the next one. And then the following, to, 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 the following day on Wednesday wrapped everything up. And Fluminense River Plate, kind of similar to the, the Philadelphia columbus match these are two amazing phenomenal teams that always go far so you know a 1-1 tie is not too surprising uh junior fc santa fe 1-1 and then atletico nacional beat universidad universidad catolica 2-0 and that kind of wraps up your first round there on libertadores and so uh club atletico rentistas known simply as rentistas is a uruguayan professional club uruguay Uh, thank you Based in uh, Cerrito de la Victoria, Montevideo. So they were founded in 1933. Very cool. Yeah, it's great. I, I love, you know, whatever the sport is, but particularly in football, finding finding those, in quotes, newer teams, newer to the the bigger stage and just kind of seeing what they can do. Especially, I mean, man, we're, we're talking about Internacional. I, that's huge for, for Always Ready. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, let's see here. This just dropped. Um, Ryan Giggs, former Manchester United player, current Wales manager. Um, he's he's in some trouble and some hot water with uh, sexual assault charges on two women. And we just, you know, here at Minnesota Football Show, obviously, we want to make sure that it's centered on on the women and this doesn't become like, you know, the Ryan Giggs thing. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, what else can you say? Just he, the, the, uh, I guess one positive is he was fired. He's no longer the coach of the national team for Wales. I, I think one of his uh, assistant coaches took it over for now. Um, and I guess we'll just kind of see how it all pans out. But from some of the responses I saw, I, I'm not in, in any way, shape, or form a an expert on this guy. But it seems like he has a pretty checkered past. And a lot of people were not surprised by this from what I was seeing. I don't know, Rodrigo, anything to add? I just, you know... Like it's 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 like never ending. Just like racism, this is like never ending. Like, um, and it's just you know it's, it's reached a point where like like what else can can we do? And it's like well, we need to hold, you know, as men, we need to hold other men accountable, right? Like, the saying goes, you know, men are trash, and that's true to the extent like that you know we aren't able to um, stop or um, hold other people accountable that that feel that this is something that you know is is right so so yeah no i think you know i agree with what you said and so um we'll keep an eye on this story and if anything else more develops we'll be we'll we'll make sure that we um we talk about it thank you yep um afc's got their champions league going as well and and because of covidness it's it's very strange like it's it's kind of hard to follow because there's some teams in some parts of the world now keep in mind for the uh, asian confederation asia is huge i mean we're talking all the way from the middle east to the far ends of china and japan and everything else in between so there's so many teams in so many countries um so some places like say iran they, they've already played four matches and then there's other places that are having more stringent, more focused COVID lockdowns have not even started. So like you look at the groups and it's like four, 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 zero, zero, one, four, zero, 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 zero. It's kind of all over the place. Um, but I just wanted to point out a couple uh, Persepolis again in Iran in group E has won all their matches. I think they're the only team that's won all their matches. They're at 12 points. Uh, Al-Nasar uh, in group D and uh, I love the name of this club, uh, Group B Sharjah Cultural Club. They are uh, both at eight points. Those are kind of leaders right now, and they are both in the Gulf. I think one's Saudi Arabia and one is. Oof, I want to mess it up. I'll just say somewhere in the, in the Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> Keep it vague. So that's kind of where we're at there. Um, Daryl DK, what can you say, Rodrigo? <laughs> like. A few months ago, this kid was like, you know, he was just training for his college team, and now he's he's scoring bicycle kicks. <laughs> he scored nine, ninth goal in 16 games for Barnsley. And, I mean, this thing was just ridiculous. A beautiful bicycle kick. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is exactly like if you're Orlando, you're like, yes. If you're MLS, you're like, yes, because you're, you're, proving, you're, you're proving what's happening here with the homegrowns and all the other stuff and development that, you know, it's working somehow. You can, you can be MLS can be a selling league. Right. And I don't know. I mean, like, you know, a couple a month or so ago, people were like, no, you need to sell them for 10 mil. But now, I mean, just like Fragapane price goes up one you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you reach a 15, 20, if he keeps it, if he, if he keeps doing the same thing. Yeah. Where do you think he lands? I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, you know, um, I think he can get, 
he can get 15. I think 15 is a, is a, is a good is a good number. I think. How about in I terms don't, of I don't club know. though? Where, where would you like oh, to club? see him go in terms of club? I, yeah. Probably Italy. Mm. I see Italy. Those are the you know that that is a place where you probably can can do that. Okay. But I I can't think of an EPL team that would that would pay that much for someone who's you know he he's proven that he can play at this level, but mm-hmm. EPL is a whole different different level. So we'll see how that is. So right on. Well, the last thing I've got uh, tomorrow we got the women's champion league champions league semifinal uh, PSG versus Barcelona. That'll be pretty early for us, eight o'clock in the morning. And then uh, Bayern Chelsea at 10 big teams, stack teams should be some really good matches. I have no idea who's going to win. I know the, the Barcelona women um, have, have really kind of got it together recently. So they're probably going to be tough, but I don't know. PSG are always great. I, I I really have no clue who to who to go for in these matches. They're, they're, they're yeah, all and, really good. And you teams. have to say, you know, Barcelona last year were a club still trying to figure out how to use their strengths. And when I watched them, the few times that I did, I was like, this is a good team. They can, you know, they, they can do a tiki taka, but they also can press and 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 seeing them make this far, that's that that shows progress. So um, I can you watch these games on the what's the app called the W app or whatever? Um, I had, I don't know if they're it. there if the if on uh Paramount. I think they might be on the Paramount. Plus. If it's on Paramount, I might I might have to get up early just to watch that. I, at yep, nine a.m. I'm supposed to go over Victoria Arts Theater to drill some new murals that some uh, local artists have done. So I'm gonna just watch that and then head over that way. Speaking of tomorrow, sir, feliz cumpleaños en avance. Well, thank you. Glad to, <laughs> to be alive. I'd like to thank all the people um, who made this possible. Um, my parents, um, you know. I get um, an award speech here. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I will uh, spit out my water. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my parents, you know, um, I, my family, Nubia, of course. She makes, she's, you know, she, you think I'm a, I'm a great person. Nubia is 10 million times what I am. So, and so I wouldn't be anywhere or wouldn't be doing any of this or have anything possessions anything if it wasn't for the amazement of her my kids of course who today i had to drive today they woke up early to go see a friend play soccer out in blaine so i had to drive them out there um and just you know a lot of uh, my friends i have a close-knit group of friends you know uh, of course you eric and all those who've been around with me for a while you know it's 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 nice to be around be alive after yeah, all the stuff that's been happening. Maybe we'll do something in person here in the in the, in the near future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to weather being nicer, you know, Pisco all around. Hmm. Uh, the Black Heart is finally restocking their Pisco after I um, was able to drain it out. Yes, um, I heard about this. I heard about this. Yeah, so so we'll see how that goes around. And Well, uh, happy birthday is. to you. Hope you have a nice nice time tomorrow. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Nope, nope, that was it. You know, thanks for... Uh, you know, it's 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 great. Like last year, we were just in the middle of trying to decide if we were going to make this a podcast or we were going to try to make it go live. Remember that? And look at that now. I do. I do. Yep. We and we're going to. We do. Oh, that logo is so dope. We have a logo. We, we have, we have people are listening to us. So, you know, it's. Yeah. And we're going to figure out something for this evening. I, I think what, what's going to happen, we'll, we'll get some kind of content up on the Instagram. It, it's the same handle as twitter which is the same as facebook they're all universal at mn football show and 
maybe we'll add some some audio here into this thing. Maybe I'll do a little reaction. Maybe Rodrigo will do a reaction. We weren't able to get Bridget on this podcast, but maybe we can get something out of her as well and uh, get some of those things added in. So look forward to that. Once Twitter decides we're worthy of the spaces, <laughs> like like our friends at uh, Extra Time, we can do that at some point, hopefully. Uh, and yeah, beer is coming. That's all I got. So uh, patreon.com MN football show. And Uh-oh. for those of you that are going, like Rodrigo, enjoy the match this evening. Be safe. Yep. Uh, Be I, safe. I wish I was wish I was going, but you know, we're we're hanging a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I will I will get there eventually. Yep. Oh. Guess what? Mm. I think my beer is being delivered right now. Hey. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Ciao. Minnesota football show fans. As uh, Rodrigo here, I just wanted to quickly um, um, add uh, some extra comments that we have during after the game. Um, if you guys are listening, this is the game against RSL. Um, it was just you know overall a game that we could try to forget. I think a lot of it is just um, RSL sat. And use the counterattack to their advantage. We created chances. We just can't put them in. And hopefully a healthy uh, Wanchope and uh, Unu will help us to be able to create opportunities. But we also have to be able to finish them. Um, I'm not in panic mode. First two games, MLS has shown that this is a season of how you finish, not how you start. So I'm confident that things will get uh, figured out. Um Regarding David Ochoa, I was in the Wonder Wall. Yes, it was a dumb move. Yes, he should get fined. I think he did get fined. But overall, um, it was just proven that you know we got into his head, and so that's more, more, uh, more towards uh, the fans um, than anything else. Um, I will let Eric give out his uh, synopsis. All right, quick halftime reactions here. Minnesota United home opener against Real Salt Lake. It is definitely not a not a Pablo day for Chase Gasper. It is two nil Real Salt Lake at halftime. Yikes! And both goals, one definitely indirectly Chase responsible for the second one directly related. Whew! Rough, 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 rough. Um. Let's back up a little bit here. I'll just say that uh, things got off to kind of a shaky start, early shot, and Raitel got beat. Uh, Reynoso looks good. There was a great ball movement, lots of good tiki-taka. The right side looks spectacular. Metinair overlapping and just the back and forth with Reynoso and Lud. Um, the deflection from uh, Reynoso's shot early just doesn't land right. Um DSC got busy, a big save against Anderson Julio, or Anderson Julio. can't remember if he's Brazilian or not. No, he's Ecuadorian, Julio. 
Um, yeah, big save there. Uh, Metinier to Lud just wide, also the good high pressure. Um, <laughs> put in Herrera, had a big whiff. That was kind of funny to watch. Um, more good movement. There were so many chances from Minnesota United getting in, getting up. Lots of ball movement, lots of tiki-taka, and then shots were wide or shots were low or there were no shots. And, uh, and then eventually things kind of slow down a little bit, and then it just goes to the 30th minute with, uh, with everybody up high. Center backs are high. Gasper is high. Metinier, everybody's up. Um, and there's a fast break, quick counter, and on the, on the screen it looked like basically the sea of red just moving in on one person who happened to be Will Trap. He can't handle the sea f- flooding him, basically. Um, get there, Chase slides. He, at that point I thought it was cleared, but he doesn't clear it. He just kind of taps it, and it falls right to uh, Julio, who blasts it in. 1-0. Rough, rough, rough. Again, the quick... It goes back again quick. Reynoso can't get it. Um, God, there were just so many goddamn touches, and they couldn't put anything in. 40th minute, once again, uh, just an absolutely atrocious back pass by Chase Gasper. Really, really bad. He's full chase, zero Pablo. Uh, Rubin picks it up. Of course, he's going to pick it up and dumps it off to Julio, who's right there once again, 2-0 at halftime. This is a pretty disastrous half to be back at Allianz and now they have to dig themselves out of two goals I mean yikes 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 Uh, I'll do another one but my goodness what a rough start Uh, I hope they tighten up tighten up that uh, that left side there with Gasper and uh, and everybody just plays smarter they got to put the ball in the net they had so many chances so many chances boy oh boy Carambola. Okay, second half. Not uh, not pretty either, but at least we got a goal. Um, oof, yeah, right away, 48th minute, they were extremely lucky to get away with uh, not giving up another goal. They're lucky to have two players offside. But again, it was a big scramble, defensive breakdown, still attacking Gasper on the left side. Uh, just a mess. Uh, right before that, there was a good attack. We sh- I should we should talk about that though. Finley had that blast coming off of a really good cross that should have went in. It did not. DSC huge save on a on a glad header, fifty something minute. That was nice. Dotson and McMaster come in for Gregushin Finley. The attack is is flat. It's dying. Uh, at this point, RSL are just uh. Are just uh, RSL, yeah. They're parking the bus. I'm just going for the counter. I mean, it worked so much. I'm looking at the statistics: shots on goal, two, <laughs> four. Oh, it's rough. Anyway, let's go to the 85th minute because we actually do get a goal from Robin Lud. Finally, uh, Dotson, nice cross. Lud had the, the good touch to control it and kind of fed it to McMaster, who kind of volleys it right back, and he takes the one time. It was it was a pretty goal. But then, you know, time becomes the enemy and uh, just didn't have enough to get, get the equalizer to get a tie. So there's the final 2-1 to one, or 1-2 one to two, since it was home, I suppose. RSL win at home. And then we have the 
the post-match situation where Ochoa, the keeper, boots the ball into the wonder wall and bench is clear. Everybody goes to center, pushing and shoving. Dotson goes to talk to his keeper from the U23s. Doesn't really seem to help and everybody's having words and to be honest, the most entertaining part of the match. Nice, nice brawl midfield. You love to see it. Yeah, it was, what are you going to do? It, this team needs some help. This team needs a new coach. We've been talking about it since year one. Here we are, year five. Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I, I, the teams have figured it out. You know, they, they understand the weaknesses. The weaknesses are apparent to us. Um, what can you say? It sucks. It sucks. Hey, this is the following day now, and I kept thinking, what does this team remind me of where they're at right now? Because they have such a pretty tiki-taka, Guardiola, Barcelona-playing style, yet they lack the goal destroyer. And so I was like, you know, it feels like there are five or six Iniestas out there. Five or six Iniestas. So ball's moving, looks nice, looks great, but nobody puts it in. There's no Etuol. There's no Suarez, there's no Neymar, there's no Thierry Henry. Um, who else am I forgetting? Barca strikers. Messi, obviously. There's just nobody that's going to blast it in. Ronaldinho, you could say. Yeah, we're just a bunch of Iniestas. <laughs>